You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome. You're listening to the Golf Under Par podcast. As the title suggests, on the Gov, we talk about all things relating to golf performance so you can golf under par. While listening, you'll hear discussion on all facets of golf, physical, mental, and whatever else will make you a better golfer. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. I'm a golfer myself, as well as a physical therapist and strength coach. Let's take this journey together to golf under par. Thank you for listening. Now let's dive in. So we are continuing our talk about the hip. We're talking specifically strength training and power today. All right, I'm going to combine those two just so we don't have to have a video tomorrow uh, for a couple of reasons. It's Friday, and tomorrow is my birthday, so my wife would probably rather me not doing a video and actually celebrating our birthday, or my birthday, not our birthday. Her birthday's not tomorrow. My birthday's tomorrow. So, anyways, <clears throat> uh, talking to the hip, talking strength training, talking power. Okay, guys, so... I think today, I think I'm going to try to talk everything through first and then get up and demonstrate real fast. That way I'm not coming in and out of the screen and, and whatnot as, as I go through this, okay? That way I get a good, clear audio because I know sometimes as I get away from it, it doesn't, doesn't sound as good. So hopefully that works out. We'll test it out. Let me know which you prefer uh, and whatnot. So we've talked about anatomy. We've talked about mobility. Uh, we talked about we talked with Matt Santoro about the hip and and all these different concepts of it mobility strength power right balance the, today diving into the strength and power right to give you guys a little bit more idea of what you should be doing in your training to strengthen the hip to create more stability to generate more club head speed what you need to be doing from power standpoint to improve your <coughs> distance on the course, right? The distance off the tee. Again, just like I've done in the other ones, I'm going to kind of break it up into the different movements that we have from the hip because that gives us an idea of if we have an issue in this area, then we can target that area, right? With these exercise. So starting off with the hip flexors. Earlier this week, I mentioned how if we have tight hip flexors and been stretching and stretching, maybe you haven't been stretching right, but also maybe it's weak hip flexors because again, weakness or weak muscles tighten up in order to better control the movement that they're meant to control. Okay, I'll say that again. Tight muscles will, or weak muscles will tighten up in order to better control the movement that they're meant to control. It makes it easier for them to control that movement when they are weak. So, hip flexors, if they're weak, we want to stretch them out properly. I demonstrated that before. That couch stretch, all right? Another great one's a pretzel stretch. You can look that up. It's, it's like Brett and pretzel combined, pretzel, all right? The strength training that I want to do for it 
is one very simple exercise. It's a straight leg raise. Basically, you're laying down on your back with your leg straight as you can. You're raising it up into the air towards the ceiling and back down. The back down, nice, slow, controlled. Usually, I like to have people hold that for a count of about five seconds. That is an eccentric contraction of that muscle. Eccentric meaning you are fighting gravity as you let gravity win. Okay, so the leg is dropping down with gravity, but you're controlling that against gravity. So that is an eccentric contraction of a muscle. An eccentric contraction of a muscle is the best for strengthening. Okay, it's great for the tendon. It builds the tendon strength up, and it's great for building muscle hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is making a bigger muscle. So that is the whole purpose of strength training. So that longer duration down is extremely important. And it's something you can tweak on all exercises when you're fighting gravity. And we can talk a little bit more about that as we get into some of these other strengthening exercises. Uh, but that's one of the tweaks that we can make in strength training to make an exercise more challenging. is slowing the tempo down. All right? It's easier for you to rep out something really quick, up and down, up and down, up and down, than it is to, nice and to control that motion throughout. So very simple exercise for that hip flexor to strengthen it is just a leg raise up and down, nice and controlled back down, straight leg all the way up. Okay, to make it a little bit more challenging, you can add a weight to the ankle or you can go to the edge of a bed or, or the edge of the couch and let that leg drop below its neutral position. So go into hip extension some on the one side and then you're raising it back up. So you're having to fight from a stretched out position when that leg is dropped down lower. That makes that exercise a little more challenging. That way you can get a little bit more control uh, with that muscle in a position of length. All right, we talked about that lower cross syndrome. When you have tight hip flexors, you got weak glutes. Okay, the weak glutes, we have to target those when we're also looking to stretch out the hip flexors and strengthen them, All right? So we're going to strengthen up the glutes, and the best way to do that is usually from a bridge hip thrust position, all right? Those very, it targets the glutes better than any, really any other exercise, all right? But there's a few things that I've seen and most people do it wrong or how they do it wrong. And that's usually they're lifting with their lower back rather than using the glutes or they're getting too much of the hamstrings involved instead of the glutes. So how do we correct that? The best way is to tilt the pelvis. So we're going to talk posterior pelvic tilting right now. All right. So basically... What I tell people is think like your hips are a rocking horse. If your hips are a rocking horse, they're going to rock forward and back. Just nice and easy. You're not going to have any lifting of the buttocks off the ground. It's just going to rock and that might, and that's going to tilt each direction. You should feel like you're pulling a rope from the pubic bone up to your rib cage. That should give you a tilt. So when you're laying down on your back, your knees are bent, you're going to have a natural curvature in that low back. And that natural curvature is going to flatten out against the ground 
when you do a proper posterior pelvic tilt. That posterior pelvic tilt is going to ensure that the low back does not try to take over on this movement. And that's what we want. It's going to put more of the focus on the glutes. All right, the low back is still, those muscles are still going to stabilize, especially as you maintain that posterior tilt as you lift. So you're getting some core engagement and you're getting some glute engagement. That's one of the part of the crosses, right? We have the weak abdominals and weak glutes. And on the other side, just as a reminder, you got the tight back muscles and the tight hip flexors. Okay, so we're targeting both of those. You're getting that tilt, puts a little stretch on, on the low back muscles, allows the, the glutes to be better engaged as you lift the hips up off the ground. All right, lifting those hips, you should feel like you're squeezing the buttock muscles. Best cue is think like you've got a quarter between your butt cheeks and you're trying to squeeze every penny out of it, all right? Everybody understands that concept. That imagery, that's exactly what you're needing, okay? That's exactly what you should be feeling as you're lifting the hips up, okay? When you're in that top position with the hips up into the air, you should be feeling it in the glutes, so the buttock muscles, the hip pockets, where you put your wallet when you put it up in a pair of jeans, all right? That's where you should feel it. If you're feeling it lower than that in the hamstrings, then that means the hamstrings are trying, trying to kick in, and you should try focusing on that pelvic tilt, all right? If you feel it a lot in the low back, refocus on that pelvic tilt, trying to control that pelvic tilt, because as you tip that pelvis posteriorly or, or back, <clears throat> you are minimizing the ability of the hamstrings and the low back to activate in that in that position. All right, that's why the po posterior pelvic tilt is so important to making sure that it's a glute exercise. Again, the hamstring and the low back are going to be working as well. But we want the main mover to be the glutes, the buttock muscles. Those are the king of the golf swing. So we got to learn to use them. Again, like because we sit so much in our in our day-to-day -day lives, those muscles get turned off because the hip flexors are are shortened up. And again, that sends a cue from to the brain saying, "Okay, we got we got to tighten up on one side and relax on the other side." We do a lot of that and we lose a little bit of that connection, a little bit of that engagement of those glutes. So something you can do throughout the day, if you have a desk job or um, especially nowadays with sitting around at home a lot more, focus on just squeezing those glutes for a few seconds. Squeeze those butt muscles, all right? You'll feel yourself raise up a little bit off the chair as they engage, all right? Hold for three to five seconds. That will just kind of help keep that connection there in the with the brain and those muscles. So we next we're moving on to the hip abductors. 
So the hip abductors, I mentioned how they are very important for balancing. There's the two main the two main muscles there are the are still part of the glutes, but they're on the outside of the hip more. And so they do a lot more of the leg driving out to the side, out away from the body. Alright? But they also stabilize when you're standing on both legs or just on one leg. They keep everything above and below upright. Alright? So huge important. My favorite exercise for that is a Romanian deadlift, a single leg Romanian deadlift. Okay? Being on that single leg challenges the balance. Okay? And then what you're doing is you're driving one leg behind you and in a straight line with that leg is your trunk. So you're creating your trunk and your leg as you tip forward, that leg driving behind you, creating yourself into a nice board there, almost like you're making a T with one leg down and your trunk and your back leg up. Okay? That movement challenges the balance and then you have to engage the glute in order to get back to a standing tall position. It's also great because you're creating dissociation or separation between the two legs. A lot of movements that we have, we don't get that separation between the two and so we never we never really train that in a day-to-day activities but we live so much in, in legs being doing different movements. Right? So much of what we do is doing movements together. Sitting up from a chair, sitting down in a chair. Those are both legs are doing the exact same thing. But in this one, one's extending and the other one's actually flexing in the hip. Alright, so one's bending and one's straightening or staying straight. So you've got two different things going on in each hip. So it creates a little bit of motor control, mental work to to understand what's going on there, which helps develop the tension that we're looking for. And those muscles. And again, time under tension helps strengthen muscles. All right, so a cue for helping that, like I said, you can use a stick, and I'll show that here in a little bit. Just like I showed you at the hip hinge, when you're having the contact between the head, the shoulders, and the buttocks, and you're hinging back, full bending or folding at the hip crease, that is that hip hinge. You're essentially doing that exact same movement. You can take that stick, drag it down just a little bit to where you're touching the calf, and you should feel calf, buttock, shoulder, and head. If your stick is long enough, you can get all four of those points. And that creates that board that I was talking about a minute ago. And that could be your cue. If you lose point of contact on any one of those, you know you've lost you've lost your your position on that, and it's something to work on. So that is a Romanian deadlift, and we'll show that here in just a little bit. You can use a stick again, but my big cue is to drive with the leg, and that causes the rest of the body to tip forward, all right? So that's the hip ad- abductors. The best thing for the adductors, you can squeeze a ball and whatnot, but that one... <clears throat> isn't really a functional movement. If you're really weak in the adductors and you need you need to focus on those, you can squeeze a pillow or a ball between the knees to strengthen those. 
But what, what I really prefer to do is a more functional movement where you're getting them to act like what they would do in a golf swing, which is going to be more of a lateral lunge. So we get in that lateral lunging, your leg is, you're stepping out to the side and making sure that your hips are hinging into that position. And then from that hinge point, you're exploding off that leg, coming up back on up to that standing tall again. All right, that's engaging that adductor because you're having to push off the ground and bring yourself back up to tall. All right, and they're on that. So let's say you're stepping out to the right. So with that right leg, you're hinging back. And from that hinge position, the adductors are gonna help push off the ground to come up standing. And on the left leg, they're gonna help pull the hips back on top of the left leg. Okay, so you're getting both sides working there a little bit. All right, it's gonna work a lot of other muscles, particularly glutes and quads, but it's gonna get the adductors involved as well. And which, if you think about it, in the golf swing, you're, sh you're, you're shifting as you go into the backswing into that trail leg, all right, and then you're shifting into that front leg. So it's very similar. Doing that lateral lunge is very similar to what you would do in a golf swing. It's just an exaggerated movement of what the golf swing would require, okay? But that's where I like that hip hinge because essentially you're doing that in the golf swing, right? You're getting the golf posture. You're hinging, so you're training that position as well, all right? So you're it's a double, it's kind of a double benefit to doing this exercise where you're getting used to shifting weight from one side to the other side. You're also getting into that golf posture by hinging into that, into that leg you're stepping in. All right. So that's one of my favorite exercises for getting some adductors, getting, getting better, uh, shifting back and forth. It also works balance. If you really focus on staying on, again, going back to that example of the right leg, if we focus on standing up on that left leg, nice and tall, as we go, take our step out to that right and explode back up, and we maintain that nice balanced position for three to five seconds, then we're also incorporating some balance exercise there, okay? So again, I'm not a huge fan on on creating two, doing crazy exercises for balance, but I love some of these the uh, single leg deadlift or Romanian deadlift uh, to stabilize and balance. And I love this lateral lunge with a stability component on the one leg. Okay. So that you're getting a little bit more balance incorporated, but you're not, but you're not losing your ability to generate power because you're still on a stable surface, which is what you're going to have more than 95 to 99% of the time in a golf. Very rarely are you going to be in uh, anything unstable unless you're playing on maybe potentially on some some rocks around around the lake and you had a bad shot that bounced into that area or maybe next to the water and your feet are mushy. You know that those might create some some unstable positions, but but you're still mostly going to be stable. All right, going into the the hip external rotators, so the rotator muscles. So, clam exercise is a great exercise for engaging engaging those those muscles. Okay, it's very simple. Laying down on your side, you are slightly bent at the hips and bent at the knees, and all you're doing is separating the knees. Super simple exercise. You're just looking for separation between the knees, and you'll start feeling it in that hip pocket. All right way to progress it and this is what i really want to want to get into because it also engages the core some more uh more the abdominals the obliques and helps with energy trans which sorry the 
obliques and the core are very important for any energy transfer from the lower legs up into the upper body and into the into the golf club which is called a super clam so super clam you're still in that exact same position instead of being completely laid out on your side you're going to prop yourself up on your elbow by being propped up on the elbow you're going to then drive the hips forward and up into almost this side plank position and perform your clam there with getting that separation between the knees okay and then you come hips back down to the ground All right so that is great again because you're getting hip external rotators on the bottom leg you're getting the obliques on that side as well to create that stability on that side and then you're also creating that separation with the top leg by clamming that leg up and so you're getting those hip external rotators as well so it's a great exercise for for getting both sides of the hips both sides of of the glutes and some of those external rotators it all and then so that is helping you to better generate power from the, of those muscles and then create stability through the core that is going to allow that energy transfer that you're creating through the legs into your into your golf swing. All right, so the last exercise, which doesn't really fall under the hip internal rotators, uh, but is a lateral band walks. All right, taking a band, looping that around your knees or your ankles. And then you're taking steps out to the side. Take a step out. Keep some tension as you bring the, the foot back, the feet a little bit closer together. Take your step out. Bring the foot back to close together. But you want to keep some tension on those on the muscles there. So you keep some tension on the band. That makes those muscles work harder. Again, the time under tension is going to create more strength training out of that. All right. So the, those lateral band walks, you'll take steps out to, out one way. Usually I tell people about 10 or so, and then you take the other direction. But you can obviously do any kind of any kind of numbers from, from that 6 up to 15 or 20, depending on what your kind of goal is. If you're looking for more endurance from those muscles, you're going to do a higher rep. If you're looking for more power generation, you're going to do lower reps. Strength training is going to be in that middle range of 8 to 12. So that's typically where most people are going to fall in that 8 to 12 range. But again, just maintaining the, the, the stance. I didn't mention this, but you're wanting to get into a slight hip hinge there. So get into your golf posture and take those steps out to the side. So you're working that hip, hip posture. You're working on transferring from one side to the other side as, as you're stepping. Right? You're generating, you're kind of pushing off to one side and having to, as you take that step. You're creating some stability on, on one leg as you take a step with the other foot, all right? And you're having to fight some of that resistance around the band, whether it's around your knees or your ankles. Around the ankles is harder than around the knees because the, the force of that band is farther away from the hips, which is the muscles that are working. So this is kind of a hip abductor um, work. Um, some of the hip external rotators, especially if you get it closer to the feet and you're really focused on turning those feet out as we've talked about uh, in the previous lessons. So. With any of these exercises, to better engage those glutes, you 
grip with the toes just a little bit and you turn the toes out or try to turn the feet out almost like you're trying to rip a piece of paper between your feet I've mentioned that before but that engages a lot of the hip musculature more during these exercises so any standing exercise you can be doing this all right so those are the strength exercises those are purely just strength exercises that we were talking about we haven't even talked about the power exercises yet so I was quickly briefly touch over those and then I'm going to go and demonstrate all of these real fast so with power I mentioned the, the rep ranges right so you're probably looking at somewhere four five six reps but you want to do it full out you want to do hundred uh, percent as hard, and you want to have a little bit longer breaks between between your next set of, of power movement okay first one is simply just being better about generating energy in that in that vertical jump which is just like a jump rope if you got a jump rope jump rope if you don't just do little bunny hops all right if you if you need something to to give yourself to focus on you can find a line and jump forward and back jump forward and back over that line okay this is just getting your body more efficient at jumping it's gonna it's gonna get your heart rate up which is a metabolic work which is gonna be great for when you're stressed or fatigued your body's gonna be better at, at handling that situation okay but that you're generating your power you want to stay on the balls of your feet you're not landing on your heels okay you want to be able to absorb through ankles knees and hips all right when you're doing those bunny hops it's not going to be a huge sink down motion like you're squatting or anything along those lines or hinging okay but you're going to have a slight hinge in the hips you have some bend in the knees okay and you're going to absorb through the ball of the foot and into the ankle and you're just going to repeat that up down up down up down up down up down okay again you you're looking just to create better efficiency at generating that that explosive power okay and along with that is your tendons are getting better at absorbing power and then releasing power so it works for for the golf swing where you're going into that back swing you're creating some stretch in the in the muscles and the tendons and then they're having to respond and contract real fast that's exactly what's happening in those little jumps so we're just kind of training those muscles to hey, say hey you're gonna get stretched then you're gonna check you're gonna stretch and you get checked you're gonna stretch or you're going to contract Okay, so it's just better training for that, making that more efficient, getting them better at absorbing and then contracting, absorbing and then uh, releasing that energy. Next is depth drops. All right, great way to do this at home, off of a chair, off of your stairs. Okay, doesn't have to be a huge step, but your main focus is absorbing the impact. Why is this going to help? generate more power, generate more uh, club head speed. Well, your body is only going to produce as much power as it can slow down. You are not going to have a Camry brakes, a Toyota Camry's brakes on a Ferrari, all right? Ferraris are meant to go very fast. They need better brakes than what a Camry's gonna offer. Your body's the same way. It's not gonna let you jump out of the roof if you can't land from the roof, okay? So the better you are at slowing your body down, at absorbing the energy, the better your body will be at producing, the more willing it will be to produce more energy or more power, okay? So 
key concepts here with depth drops is you're taking a step out off the step and then you're landing on the balls of your feet and again just like I was talking with the bunny jumps you're landing on the balls of your feet sinking into the heels so the ankles are absorbing some of the energy from that landing you're bending sinking into the hips which is causing the knees and the hips to absorb more of that energy okay if you don't have knees hips and ankles all working together then somebody's going to take more of the energy more of the brunt of that impact all right, you're trying to disperse this energy as much as you can throughout the legs. Okay, so you want to absorb through the ankles, knees, and hips. I think I mentioned this the other day. Having a 200-pound person putting, um, wearing a high heel and stepping on your foot or onto your leg is going to be just as much pressure as an elephant stepping on your leg that has a much larger surface area because it's getting dispersed more. All right? So we want to allow that energy to disperse throughout multiple joints to preserve the joints for one and to protect them. And it also makes all of those muscles, tendons, and joints better at producing that energy as well. If they can absorb it, they can produce it. Okay, so starting off, like I said, easy, great way to start off is just on the lower step, step off or hop off, little hop off, and absorb, sinking into the into that there. Okay. One of the tests that I've I've mentioned multiple times about that highly correlates with club head speed is a lateral shot put. Okay, and so that lateral shot put. You have to push off with one leg out to the out to the side, and so as you're doing that, you're having to, you're needing to the, work on that ability to generate power and push with that leg. So lateral bounds. So you can kind of do think like skaters. So you're jumping from one side to the other side, jumping one side to the other side. Okay, you're just bounding from one leg to the other leg. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I like to have that just a slight pause on each one to show that you've controlled that landing and that st standing position, and then you're going exploding to the other side. You can start off nice and small, back and forth, and you can make it even bigger and bigger and bigger to make it more challenging and more explosive. All right, always start off small to kind of warm up and get yourself going. But again, as you get better at, at loading and controlling these positions, it will, it will start feeling better, okay? And you'll 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 be able to generate and 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 explode that. So essentially, think of it like the lateral lunge. Everything I explained about the lateral lunge, where you're hinging back into that hip, okay, it all is it's all that same thing, but you're just going a lot faster and not having both legs in contact with the ground at the same time. Actually, ever in this instance, because you're standing on one leg balancing, then you're exploding off of that to go to the other leg standing and balancing. All right, the last one is we've talked about the other correlating ec uh, lower body exercise or test for club head speed is a vertical jump height or vertical jump power, really, but, but both, both correlate well. Uh, and so we're looking to generate that, so doing squat jumps, but I also like to include a little bit of rotational control in there, and so doing 180 jumps. So you're facing one direction, you're jumping and twisting to face the opposite direction. And then you explode back the other way. And you just try to keep going both ways. All right? You want to make sure you're doing both ways, rotating to the left and rotating to the right. 
That way, both legs, left and right, are getting used to generating power into that rotational. All right? You want to make sure that you're still practicing those landing mechanics of absorbing through the ankles, knees, and hips. Can't hound on that any anymore because the importance there is preservation of your joints and making sure that you are properly absorbing the impact of, of the landing. Okay, And that's why we don't do power exercises to fatigue all right, because you're wanting to generate as much power as possible. You want to use that all the time, training the brain to be fast and efficient rather than fatigue. Strength training, you want to get to fatigue because that's giving the adaptation that we're looking for of building muscle. Okay, so hopefully you guys understood those explanations. All right, guys, hopefully that helps. If you got any questions, let me know. But have a great night. Hey, guys, if you enjoyed this content, Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes so that we can get this in front of more people. Thank you. Do you want to take your fitness to the next level? Join our Golf Fitness Tips Facebook group to learn more about how you can improve your fitness and improve your golf game by helping your potential through mobility, strengthening, and wellness tips. Again, our Facebook group is Golf Fitness Tips. We'll see you there. Have a good one.